Welcome to the Fly Culture Podcast, bringing you interviews, reviews, and fishing tips. Here's your host, Pete Tigers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Fly Culture Podcast. This is another one of the On the Waters series where um, instead of sort of sitting talking with people over the internet or face to face, this one's going to be on the river. And it, this is a really fun one. I've been looking forward to doing this. That I've got a couple of friends um, down uh, Luke Bannister, who's been a guest on the podcast, Bamboo Rod Maker, and my good friend Warren McCarthy as well. And we're going to just sort of spend the day fishing talking about rods and talking about life in general really and we're playing around with some lines i think luke's got a new line that he's he's um, bringing out soon so we're going to try that too and we're just trying each other's bamboo rods and talking about the nuances and the little differences along with plenty of fishing too so i'm really looking forward to this i hope you enjoy this as as much as i'm looking forward to it um it's an interesting start to the day they said it's early May. They said that it would be brightish um, and a little bit warmer. Uh, as ever, the forecast seems to be wrong. We've had rain this morning. We're in rain jackets. Um, it's pretty cold. I was driving down. It's six and a half degrees driving down this morning. So we're sort of kind of hoping that we do get the chance to throw some dry flies at some rising trout. It may be one of those that we have to wait a little bit and it may be one of those that when the window opens it may only open for a short time but we're sort of just catching up really um just casting some rods and um we're going to talk a little bit about that at, at some stage very very soon too so we're sort of standing here we've we spent probably half an hour just chatting catching up casting stringing up some rods casting those out i'm standing with my friend warren now at the moment who's chucking his rod at the moment i thought it might be interesting to give because i get this sort of sense that people are sort of looking at niche different ways of fishing uh be it glass rods be it bamboo rods be it uh niche or boutique graphite rod makers as well and people are looking for slightly different ways to enjoy their fishing um and Warren has recently got into fishing bamboo or or cane rods and um, it's awesome having him standing here casting a few at the moment. But I thought it would be interesting to get a sense of how he's got into these and and what it means to him and, and that sort of transition really from graphite to cane rods and, and the little nuances, like I said earlier, and the differences between them. So Warren, great to have you back on the tour. Um, feels like we've got a bit of unfinished business here as well when we get fishing, but how was it that you actually discovered and, and got into fishing bamboo rods? Hi, Pete. Um, two, two people I can name. Um, the first one is obviously John Gearak, um, starting to read his books. I got into his books very late, I'm embarrassed to say. But once I had started reading them, um, the bamboo started to come through. Um, just the very word and the very notion of, of bamboo caught my attention and... And then obviously, knowing you well, that brought up numerous conversations between us. And before I knew it, I was well and truly absolutely certain that it was something I wanted to try and get into. And, uh, and it's all culminated from there, really. Yeah, it's just one thing's led to another. And here we are now this morning with several beautiful bamboo rods around us and very, very lucky to be down here having a cast of them. 
and the weather's brightened up a little bit. The rain's gone away. The clouds have lifted a little bit. Perhaps we'll get a bit of hatch. You've got a bit of unfinished business here, haven't you? I really have, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I came down here and unfortunately, I rose a couple of fish. One of them, a notable fish, that we're, you're very kind in saying that it missed the fly. I'd like to think that was the case, but certainly unfinished business, yeah. It was a beautiful fish. We saw it roll, didn't we? We saw it roll on the fly and it was a, it was a, it was a very, very good fish. Let's put it that way, yeah. Fingers crossed he shows himself today, but um, I'm going to go and wander over and have a, a chat with Luke. It's lovely just seeing the guys with rods, both casting them out. And as I said, we've been talking about the differences in actions, and I'm going to pick Luke's brains a little bit about that as well. And so to get a sense of, you know, we talk in um, graphite rods about um, mid-action rods, deeper loading rods, um, and stiffer rods, and... The really interesting thing for me is talking about tapers as well and how they're sort of kind of each has their own little sort of um, nuance. Again, I'm using that word far too much already, but they do. And that's the soul and feel of of rods. Um, Luke, it's great to have you here this morning, mate. Um, Like I said, could you explain to the listeners a little bit what what we mean when when we talk about graphite rods we talk about rod actions but um with bamboo we tend to talk more about tapers can you just tell tell us a tiny little bit about that i guess the taper really is the action and it really it's just the amount the dimensions of the rod and how they change along its length that's really what dictates how the how the rod's going to work perfect and the, the interesting thing about that is that there are so many tapers, aren't there? Oh, thousands. Thousands, some better than others. <laughs> and I know you've developed them yourself and in conjunction with people and, and developed some yourself as well. And that must be a fascinating process to, to come up with some thoughts and some ideas and then see them actually come to life and cast them. Oh, it's, uh, it's one of the interesting parts of the, the rod building, really is sort of first just getting an idea of what tapers are and how they work and then really the subtleties of how they actually sort of affect the the casting of the rod so what what often happens well i think what always seems to happen is as a rod builder you find a taper that you really like a garrison you find another taper that you really like a leonard and you look at them and the main one of the main differences between a garrison and a Leonard is the Leonard has a much thicker butt. So you think I'll stick a thick butt on the end of a garrison, <laughs> and that's sort of what happened. And you see what happens and how it affects it, and then it sort of goes from there, really. So I guess it's almost, although they're classic tapers, it's a constant evolution, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And all of them, even the sort of the classic makers, you look at their rods and they evolve over time. You know, early Leonards are different from later Leonards. So it's, yeah, it's a constant. <laughs> sometimes intentional, sometimes not. 
<laughs> happy accidents, as I think Bob Ross calls them. Um, we've been throwing as well. As I said, we've got a bunch of rods here. One, two, three, four, five. I think we've got five, five or so different rods at the moment. But we've also been throwing your new line that you've got sort of in prototype at the moment with. Um, and that looks to be coming out pretty well. That must be an, a fascinating process, coming up with something that, that um, you feel is fit for the purpose that you want it for as well. Has, has that been fun to do? Yeah, it's it's been an interesting. Again, it, it goes back to this thing of tapers, really, because the once you get you get a reasonable understanding of tapers and how they work. Well, you look at a fly line and you think the a very important part of the fly line is the taper, the front taper, and so you think, well, I've got a really nice taper on the cane rod. I want that to go as far as I possibly can, and uh, I won't remember his name. Uh, Alexander Grant the Grant's perfection and his sort of ideas of casting and one of his ideas was really the taper should be continuous from the the butt of the fly rod to the very tip of the fly line that taper should be continuous throughout its length and that's one of the sort of things that I've been messing about with trying to find something that works I don't like anything that's too specific so a good general purpose line but something that does do a decent job and i'm yeah very pleased how that one's looking actually yeah it's casting really well it turns over really well and i know i had a look at the very early ones as well and i can see the subtle little changes you made it when it when are you hoping to bring that one out it's well a few months now really i say watching that one being cast is basically that line's there now so it's actually getting the things manufactured is the yeah the first that sort of thing done so yeah a couple of months hopefully great well i look forward to that um and you know we talked about unfinished business with warren coming down here you've been a lucky charm for me that when we did our first podcast together we came down here and uh, the river was rising and i couldn't manage to get i felt it for salmon and ripped something around the tail of the pool and caught a grill so um fingers crossed that you're as lucky for me today it looks like weather's getting a little bit better doesn't it it's brightening up now yeah yeah hopefully we'll have to see a few flies i think yeah, fingers crossed. I, I guess we're going to do a little bit more casting, chatting, catching up, and then perhaps we'll, we'll have a little bit of a walk downstream, have a look at the river there. You've only seen it, as I said, you saw it really as the, the river was rising and was just coming to unfishable conditions. So there's lots I'm really excited to show you. And if we find a riser or two, that'd be pretty cool, won't it? Looking forward to it. Cool, man. Just left the guys to chat a little bit more and then cast a little bit more and I've come into um, a pool that's a little bit slower, a little bit deeper, just waiting to see if there's some rising fish and lo and behold I've seen one, I think I've seen a good fish rise um, mid-river, the bigger fish in this pool usually hug the far bank there um, but I've just seen him rise just the once and I've been waiting to see if he comes again but the wind is feels almost northerly actually um, it's blowing onto my back um, which makes me think it's a northerly but there's a 
section of water that isn't rippled it's flat you know if the bugs are in there trying to hatch through hopefully they get picked up but it just while i've been recording this actually the wind's picked up a little bit more but encouraged despite the temperature to see a couple of rising fish and i think i've said on previous podcasts you know it's taking a little bit of time for the fish to get going here and and rise a little bit more but encouraged just to see a couple of fish move although be it once as um, encouraging so fingers crossed see a few um, midge on the water as well there's not a great deal going on but it was nice to see um, a nice sized fish rise I'm going to wander back tell the guys about that and see if we think about some um, fishing at some stage as well but it's a little bit of rain just light rain starting to come in now as well as is often the case you see a fish or two rise Go back, get your rod, string it up, and it's stopped again. The sun's, uh, the wind's eased back, the sun's come out a little bit more, birds are singing, um, I'm ready to go. I've got, as seems befitting for today, I've got my bamboo rod up, I've got an eight foot, five weight um, South Creek uh, rod by Mike Clark. I put a four weight line on it for me it just works really really well it's a four weight rio gold that i put on here and it seems to cast it really really well so i'm just sort of kind of waiting the guys are still casting some rods um at the moment so i've sort of strung my stuff up and just waiting just to see if i see a rise if there's something i can have a go at i will do um but just being patient at the moment and waiting for something to happen So there's not been a lot happening. The wind has got a real chill to it. And we've been, instead of specking the water, we've been sort of wandering up and down the river, just looking for the odd rising fish here and there, seeing if we can find one. We've come downstream just a short distance and um, we've seen one rising. And um, Luke's just going to make a cast out of it while he's just setting up. He's slowly getting into position and we've seen it rise again. Um, so he's going to cover that now. He's got a one of Warren's flies on. Um, it's a quill body CDC. Is it an emerger, Warren? Yes. Yeah, it's an emerger. So he's got that on at the moment. Um, and he's just sorting his distance out to it now. And just popping a cast out. He's almost in the zone now, actually. The fly's going down. It's sort of the far side the cast's probably about 25 foot across. Um, like I say, the fish aren't rising hard. They're just every now and again, most of the time they're oncers. Um, yeah, he's right on the zone now, actually. That looks on the money, bud. And thought that might be the one. Thought that might be the one. Just seen another fish rise just a little tighter in. It looks a really straightforward cast, but... Luke's really casting across the main flow to land his fly in the slack of water on the other side of it and that comes with the inherent risk of drag um, so it'll be interesting to see said so this fish that rose was a smaller one but yeah he looks to me like he's covering it perfectly so it'll be interesting to see so Luke you covered that beautifully and the bugger didn't rise um we've seen uh, another rise subsequently uh, and we sort of changed up the plan what what was your thinking I, yeah i thought because we haven't seen that many flies 
actually up on the wing yet. I was thinking, well, an emerge is probably the way to go. But uh, there have been one or two duns coming down and the emerger went through quite nicely a couple of times and no interest at all. So uh, I think something high floating is the way to go. I think that's a great call. And Warren's, we were sort of sitting watching as well and we saw one of the rises looked as though it was possibly taking a dun off of the top of the surface. So Warren has dived into his fly box and is just tying on a dun pattern now. So we're going to give that a try and uh, make a few casts with that and see what we can come up with. <laughs> I don't know if you caught Warren in the background there, but it was a moral victory. <laughs> it was a moral victory. that It was only a small one came up and tried to have a splash at the the dry so the teamwork plan worked um took a few drifts which was interesting everyone looked as though it was in with a shout and then we saw a fish rise again and warren covered it and yeah it just splashed at the the dry more than anything else not a really convincing yes i'm going to eat you type rise but but came for it but we will take that as a moral victory so we sort of spread ourselves out about 50 foot apart probably a little bit wider than that and there's been the odd fish rising since um warren had that one come have a look i saw a, a small fish rise covered it a number of times actually um and eventually came up and took it luke said while i was fishing there was a fish rose downstream so once i'd been lucky enough to get that one off um that luke uh went in and made a few casts. I think it was, how many casts was it? Two? Two or three. Two or yeah. three casts. And then fish, slightly better fish this one. Probably a good, honest, what do you think, 10, ten inches? Yeah, 10 inches. Which was fantastic to see again on the done. So that pattern has worked for us, um, you know, going a little bit bigger. They're, they're not rising hard by any means. You know, we're, we're having to sit and wait for these fish and, and wait for signs of rising fish to cover them. Warren still feels he's got unfinished business where he rose that last fish. So we're watching him make a few casts out at the moment. Um, but we'll keep trying. And it's encouraging that we're seeing some fish rising and getting a fly to them too as well so good news so luke and i have been standing watching warren put a couple of casts against where we'd seen a fish rise not a great deal but seen it i'd sit, sat watching warren still because luke's seen a fish um rise downstream so he's just wandered downstream a very short distance but warren's got one there nicely done mate little tall brown trout monty had dogs with us as well He's sharing in the excitement. Really pretty, beautiful little wild brown trout. Nicely done, mate. Finally got one. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the one we thought it was, was it, when it took, actually? I think there was a slightly bigger fish up, just up from it. But still, lovely to get one. Lovely to get one. They're yeah. so pretty, aren't they? And, you know, it's not going to be the biggest fish you catch this year, but still absolutely stunning. We show him to the dog. He likes to see him and then off it goes again but well done mate great fishing and yeah th we'd seen one funnily enough when warren was last here and a nice fish rise and we're waiting to see if he comes again as well so we're watching for that moment but it's been really really cool we've really had to grind these fish out now hands are cold and everything else at the moment but it's been fun to do that hasn't it and patience has paid off we could have thrown on duo we could have done whatever nymphed or whatever but we stuck to our guns waited for the hatches to start 
and it's a sporadic hatch, isn't it? There's not been really lots going on in the fish feeding um, aggressively. It's sort of every now and again and just having to wait, find that rising fish and cover it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been, yeah, absolutely exactly what you said. It's been a bit tricky. I mean, I think we said that they're taking duns now, aren't they? But they're not really taking them with any. As we've said that, another fish has just come up where I've walked in from. But um, no, it's been wonderful. It's exactly what, to me dry fly fishing should be yeah we probably could have stuck a nymph on and run it through but personally it's lovely just just being here waiting and trying to take one on the drive we've had to change patterns we've gone for some more so i could repeat myself for more of a done pattern than an emerger which seems to have done the trick but hopefully there's a couple more out there fingers crossed we'll we'll have a go it's interesting actually so it's only early may now and we've seen some yellow maize coming off in Devon here, certainly during that hatch, the fish don't tend to eat them. Um, but it tells me that the main hatch of maize behind it, the Danikas, um, are not that far off now. It usually is about a week, 10, 12 days before the Danikas start hatching. So that's something else to look forward to. You can probably hear the birds are singing. That fish has just risen again. Just from where we're standing, we're sort of standing about shin deep, the dog's with us as well. And the cast is probably about 30 feet away and we're just watching the odd fish there was a nice little cluster of midges just in front of us while we were talking actually um so things seem to be a little as best as it can today um a little bit more starting to happen so it feels like we're a bit more out the wind here as well so a little bit more sheltered so yeah we're gonna go and wait and see what happens but uh virtual high five for warren for that one that was well earned and well done and um yeah i'll go and see how luke's doing i can see him throwing at a fish he saw rise as well so it's really nice to see that as i said we've had to wait we've had to be patient but it's paid off in in a in a nice way it's been one of those absorbing sessions that I forgot to actually talk through because we were sort of taking it in turns. There's a bit of really nasty cast where a nice fish has been rising, not consistently, but, you know, it would rise two or three times, then go quiet for five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes. And we tried really, really hard to cover this fish we had some small ones slash at the fly um and we tried everything different approaches chain resting changing flies then we would um i've been tried a downstream presentation but there was just a really it's a typical nice fish position you know in a hard to reach place with a really low hung branch uh, low hung branch and really difficult to get the fly through and get a really nice drag and we tried all sorts of things between us to to try and do it and the fish has won this time and i don't mind that it, it's just been fun you know somebody having a go then saying right okay you have a go and that's part of the fun of fishing with friends and being able to spend time with them on the water but that to me has been one of the highlights we've caught some fish we've had an amazing day it's been really really big good fun but that that moment up on the bank watching that fish luke was quite amusing wasn't it yeah cracking yeah just yeah nice to see fish that's all whether you're come or not well nice talking but yeah just nice to see 
And we tried everything, you know, and I think all three of us can cast a little bit and we got the drifts. We thought we got the drifts. We, we, it's one of those ones where you walk away and you think, oh, I wonder if that was micro drag. I wonder. And when I was casting it downstream, I could see really clearly the difference when the fly landed in that hot spot and how that moves so slowly comparable. And it's not always apparent when you're looking upstream as well. So I've sort of kind of learned something a little bit about that. We'd sort of change flies. We mixed up approaches. But yeah, for me, that's one of the things I love about it so much and casting taking turns casting each other's rods and and things like that but I it was great fun I was just saying to Luke Warren what fun that was wasn't it just to stand and watch each other trying to cover a really difficult fish yeah it's one really really good fun and I think tricky casts and when you did make the tricky cast then you realized that you had to drag to contend with so yeah all in all it was yeah quite a bit learned from my point of view with the, with the drag um, it's just great fun. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to catch them, does it? It's been great fun just having a go and to watch all three of us have a, a real good go with possibly not that much in the way of results on the end of it, but it's been a wonderful day. And I, okay, I'd just like to say thank you to Luke as well for bringing, bringing a few rods down. I really enjoyed Wonderful to cast those this morning and put some lines through them. Really, really lovely morning. Thank you. So I think we've probably ended up both ordering some of uh, Luke's rods as well, adding to the the collections as well and he's got a new taper that i've managed to cast that i'm really excited about and um yeah i'm, I'm really into that and um yeah i think you've sort of added to the stable a little bit today as well haven't you yeah i hope so yeah i've definitely spoke to luke yeah hopefully there's one on its way um really enjoyed casting the line today as well the, the one of luke's lines through the through all of the rods actually so it's been fun the lines and rods we've tried quite a few between us today and they've, they've all been excellent so yeah great I think it's been one of those days where, you know, it's it still feels early season. We were saying how cold the water felt and everything else, but it hasn't mattered. We caught some fish. We've seen some rising fish. And like we said earlier, we could have gone about chasing fish down in a different way and we decided not to. That's fine by me, but I'm pretty happy about that, aren't you, Luke? Yeah, it's a good day. Stayed on the dries, kept our dignity. <laughs> It was just fun to, to throw the dries, wasn't it? And see a few olives and, you know, we've ground them out, but I'm pretty happy with how it's ended. So thanks everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this one. It's just been three friends on the water, um, enjoying each other's company, enjoying the fishing, enjoying casting some bamboo and just having some fun, really. So thanks for listening. The Fly Culture podcast is brought to you in association with Fly Culture, a quarterly print magazine. For more information, please visit flyculturemag.com. You can also find Fly Culture on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.